All right, we are live. It's the Venus House Podcast, episode 160. Welcome, Amina, say what? Garnett Briscoe. Dexter Stuckey. Oh, we live on Facebook, y'all. <laughs> Facebook, what's up? What's going on, Facebook? So last week was the first week we did it for the new year. It was very successful. Thank you to everyone who watched. Um, you can comment live during the show, and Dexter will be our in-show live commenter, aider, moderator. So um, he'll be monitoring that. And um, yeah, as always, if you can't watch live on Facebook, we're going to do it Tuesdays at 830. If you can't watch live on Facebook, you can always check us out on the other podcast platforms afterwards. OK, we have uh, Carmina, the publicist, joining us today. Uh, she's going to talk about publicizing your business. Um, on your own, getting publicity, marketing, that's very important, especially during these times. She wrote a book, so she'll talk to us about that. She'll be joining us shortly. So um, we don't really have much to talk about when it comes to what's been happening, happening politically in our world right now. But before I get into what's going on in our feed, how are you guys been feeling ever since the craziness at the Capitol all these white people getting locked up. Oh, no, let me say all these Trump white supporters getting locked up. Talk about I can't go to jail. I need organic food. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are y'all feeling about all of that? <laughs> go ahead, Dex. We can't hear you, Dex. Good, because I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> I am I'm very entertained by this. And I know that, like, as Americans, we should be, like, pissed off about it. We should be, like floored that this happened i'm not i think it's funny like i'm very entertained by the entire situation i think that like it's one of those situations i remember watch watching everything unfold with the charleston situation a couple of years back and i remember my jaw was on the floor and i remember even seeing the movie black klansman and liking the movie but then like the last five minutes of it like leaving the theater like like Oh, I can't believe I just witnessed that again. Right. And I think at that point, we should have been having the conversations that we're having now. Impeach Donald Trump. Like, this is this is bad. Like, you inspired this. Like, this is not bad. This is horrible. We didn't do that. And I think on last Wednesday, I watched it and I was very entertained by it. I thought it was funny seeing those people run through there. I mean, it's very unfortunate that people lost their lives. But when I saw some of those pictures, I thought it was funny. Like now that I'm seeing these people get arrested and all this other stuff, it's I'm not offended by it. I'm not upset upset by it. We should have been we shouldn't have been in this position. They should have got Donald Trump out of the White House and blocked him on social media years ago. And you didn't do that. So you guys are getting the what do they say? The chickens have come home the roost. And that's just yes. I agree with you, but I also think that it there's been such a highlighting of how black protesters and protesters of color have been treated versus the white protesters that now like white America who kept saying, but they're looting, but they're disruptive. You know, I think that white America is now fi finally starting to see, wait a minute. Now you got these white people over here being looting and being disruptive and they were treated very differently by the police. So I think it's it's really a aha moment where we're seeing the rest of the country you know finally start to realize stuff that we knew all along yeah it's definitely uh you know when i watched it i i agree with both of like with everything both of y'all said I, I did think it was entertaining dex i really did uh just because it was unbelievable yeah. like when in your life did you think that you was going to see people like ambush uh uh the capital like when like <laughs> 
it's, it, it, it looked like a movie. So I, I just sat there and I really watched it. But to your point, Mina, uh, it does just highlight the example of the two different worlds, the two different Americas. And the privilege. Right. Because, you know, like like we all can assume based off previous history and recent history that, you know, it just don't go that easy if it was on the other foot. Absolutely. It, she was on the other foot. So, yeah. yeah I, but yeah, I, I definitely was entertained too, Dex, because it, it, it's just unbelievable. Like who would have thought? What I really love, though, is that one of the biggest things that, that, that they say is that, like, we don't want our freedoms taken away. Like, we don't want them to take away our freedom to carry guns and so forth and so on. So you thought that and you wanted to fight for that so much so that you ran into a Capitol building, which is a federal offense. Right. Now you're in jail and you're more than likely going to be on probation and you can't have guns. <laughs> you gave away those freedoms. <laughs> right. Well, I think the, um, you know, uh, the you know the the freedom of speech claims where oh this is Carrie Hilson said this this is very scary you know take away Donald Trump the fact that you know you can you can have your voice taken like no the freedom of speech applies to Congress, <laughs> not to private companies. Like what are you talking about? Facebook is a private company. Big shout out to Carrie Hilson. She did post that and the Shade Room posted it, and I got my first viral Shade Room post comment of 2020. Oh! <laughs> what was it? I said, remember she said when the coronavirus first was happening, she said it's because of 5G. So I said that 5G is taking all of her energy, energy, energy. <laughs> Very nice, Dexter. Our, resi our resident social troll. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I hate that. And look, I'm a journalist. I'm all for freedom of speech. You know, you people keep using this example. You can't drive, you know, you can't drive into someone's house or there's certain things that you just can't do. You know, you can't yell fire or gunshot in the middle of of a crowded room. There's certain things you can't do because it puts other people's lives at risk, you know, and, and it increases violence. So, um, yeah, nah, the, the freedom of speech claim doesn't apply to a private company like Twitter. And it doesn't apply and let you say whatever you want to entice violent situations. No, you just can't do that, period. Uh, but let's get into what's in our feed. Um, Lori Harvey. Michael B. Jordan, uh, the announcement of the week. I kind of been talking about it, about this on air. They've been dating. We've been seeing pictures. But, you know, once it's Instagram official, everybody want to go crazy. I think they're moving super fast. What do you guys think about this? Uh, well, I'll say this because the rumor was, I guess, Michael B. Jordan was only dating like white women. <laughs> Wasn't that That's like what they were saying. Yep. Well, listen, he wouldn't got him a nice, fine black woman. So let's congratulate him. On that. That, that is a fine woman right there. Uh, but I will say, uh, yeah, the, the the sneaky little Instagram pics, you know, to make it official was cool. I read the article and said that, uh, you know, he went to uh, Atlanta with her family for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, it, it does seem like it is getting serious. If I was him, I would definitely just brace himself because she's still young. She's only 24. You know, clearly she's living life. I'm not saying, you know, she's doing anything wrong, but she's having fun. You know, he's 33. He's already well-established within his career. Uh, yeah, it's it's just 
you know, he 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 may be next on that hit list, man. We he really six, is. Six months from now, like wow, like he he was head over heels and got his heart broke. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's my take on that. Um, I I don't really have a thought on that. Like I I saw <laughs> people talking about it before, and I just. Like I only care about people when they have like movies or something like. I I just don't care about who people are dating and they're like that's kind of personal, you know. I I think that it's I, it's weird to me that people care so much about this and all day long. That's all I've seen people talking about. Like people really do care, but I don't quite understand why. Like she's, I think I know her more as Steve Harvey's daughter and someone who dates famous men. Right. I don't know if I care that much about Lori Harvey. You know what I mean? Like she's not like like an entertainer. Like remember Sierra and Russell got together. Like we care because we've been rooting for Sierra and love and all that stuff. And like Russell, like we know him from the football world, but we never knew him from like the entertainment world. And they just blended and they were all together with these two. Well, I think a lot of people are championing her, especially women, because, you know, a lot of the times we talk about how men serial date and they date all these women. I mean, we actually have a woman that is like serial dating these guys and uh, she's very open about it. So I think some feminists are like, yeah, women should be able to do what men should be able to do. And they deal with all these girls and, you know, women should be able to do it as well. Stop it. Don't do it. I just to be honest, I don't like that. I'm already at 24. I already have like a list of men that she dated. You know what I'm saying? Like Trey songs, uh, the the race car guy that that Nikki was dating. Dude, I forgot his name. Um, uh, who else? Diddy, you know, future. The Diddy son, right? Diddy son thing is kind of crazy to me. Like, that's a bit like, all right, now. Right. So it's like. I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, I know that in real life we're just dating people casually, um, but I just think she's they're too public with it. Like, why is it that I know that much about Lori Harvey's personal life? <laughs> I think it's her dating. I think it's because of who her, what her dating pool is. Like, I think like if we were in college, it was the same situation with a girl or a guy. Right. College, like, like you dated this girl who's in this uh, sorority, this girl who's the president of this, you know what I mean? And that's because that's your dating pool. Her dating pool is famous celebrities that we all know. So it makes sense. And I think more celebrities are like that. We just don't know because they keep it on the low. I, but if you're trying to be sneaky, like you shouldn't have no pictures with these people. Remember when she was dating Diddy and there were pictures of Diddy on the yacht with Steve Harvey? <laughs> yes. If you're sneaky dating somebody, no pictures, please. That's what I don't understand. Like, I think she's just moving way too fast because like, look, we all date. I get it. But she's not dating people and like it's on the low. She's dating people and she got to meet him. Steve, <laughs> you know, they have a Thanksgiving dinner. They on the yacht like she's on Instagram with them. Like, girl, give it a year. You know, like we wouldn't be so in her business. Have, should we not know what's going on in her personal life if she wasn't broadcasting it so much? Like, girl. No, I was going to say question because y'all brought up something I didn't know. So there's a picture with Steve Harvey and Diddy and her. Like, well, on a yacht. Yeah. Now, how did that conversation go? Because Diddy's like 50, right? <laughs> Steve, well, from what I remember, Steve didn't like their situation and he wouldn't bless it. He wouldn't bless the two of them dating each other. And then those pictures came out and it was like Steve finally gave those to the blessing. And then after that, she was with Future. <laughs> right. But Steve, I don't think Steve never met Future. 
<laughs> there were no pictures of them at Thanksgiving. He's not giving blessings. Uh, <laughs> thing right there, man. So, I mean, do you think how long should you wait before you make something Instagram official? Like, am, am I just am I just old school? Because I haven't introduced anybody on Instagram except for one person. But it's not like I'm not dating. But I'm yeah. not gonna go and let the world in on my relationship unless I'm like absolutely sure. And I, I, I feel the same way you do. Uh, so I don't really have like a timetable on it. I would just say you got to make sure that your relationship can withstand the outside world. Because if not, then you're in for a battle. You, I think it depends you know, on you yeah. as a person, though. I think it really depends on you as a person and how you date. Like if if you're in a situation with someone and you guys have decided to be exclusive, whether you guys have been dating a month or six months, we've decided to be exclusive with each other. I think it's OK to post it. Now, if you realize you have a pattern of not being able to keep these relationships, right, then maybe we shouldn't do it. But I think give yourself some some grace. Like if you want to post the, your new bae. I said, babe, I never say that word. <laughs> if you want to post it, your new babe, whatever, that's fine to post it. But but please use that as an example. Because if three months down the line, you don't have them no more, you got to delete all those pictures or her, delete all those pictures, stop doing it. That's what I think the issue is with me with Lori here. She's like, you know, collecting rings and we know about it. Like, girl, you can collect your rings but, you know, don't I, I wouldn't tell the whole world to each his own. But now people over here saying she for the streets. Like, you're not about to be saying I'm for the streets when I'm dating just as much as you are. Her, 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 her stock is going up. Her, her popularity is going through the roof like she's dating one of the biggest actors in the world. So, you know, I think she knows what she's doing on the low. Mm. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, the Vogue cover, Kamala Harris. There's such a controversy there because there's two covers. There's one where she looks like our vice president, our future vice president. It's it's a beautiful cover of her. She's wearing a blue suit. She looks very presidential. And then there's another cover that's getting a lot of backlash of her in sneakers. She got her legs open, her mouth look open. She just don't look ready for the picture. It's not very presidential. Anna Wintour, who runs Vogue, came out and said that she just wanted to make her, uh, you know, kind of like approachable and more like, you know, down to earth, which is her whole vibe. But as the first uh, woman VP ever and as the first woman of color uh, in that slot, we kind of took it as it's a little disrespectful. How do you guys feel about this? I hated that cover. Like when I saw it, I'm just like, and it's not even just like her pose, like everything around it. When I see a picture, I, I like really like analyze the whole picture. And like the lighting was bad on that picture. They they had her pink and green because she's an AKA. They had the pink right. and green on there, but the colors didn't look that good. It just, the, the photo looked very sloppy to me. It actually kind of looked like, you know how before you do a photo, they're like, oh, let's do some test shots. Right. Test shot. It looked like she didn't get a chance to change her shoes before they did. It. I just... I hated it. Like it was terrible. Then I saw the other one. I was like, okay, that's much better. And I was trying to find like who, who the photographer was. Cause I went to look at some of their past work mm-hmm. and like this photographer shoots covers like this all the time and like good covers. So this is like a misstep on their part. I think like, I don't think the photographer would even want that photo to be put out there. Yeah. Yeah. This, this definitely gave me a substitute teacher vibe. But, uh... <laughs> That's the, like, you know, it, it definitely gave me that kind of vibe. Like she just came to fill in and hand out, uh, you know, worksheets all day. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, 
if we're going for, you know, the first woman vice president and, you know, ha- having her be African-American as well, um, it's probably not the look. But the article I did read, they said that, you know, she actually picked out her own clothes. So, you know, we have to blame her for that if we don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, just with they, they I, I guess they just didn't agree on this photo and they didn't know that this one was going to be picked for right. the cover. So it wasn't a fact that, you know, she, you know, she had a real issue with everything, but that's probably not the picture she would have went with if she would have picked it. And uh, when they later on released the, the, the second one, the online one, the, the online cover, I actually liked that one a lot. It, yeah. it, it looked like how I guess it was supposed to look in everybody's head. Um, but yeah, they probably missed the mark with the first one. I thought that was a little... I didn't know how to take her. Well, apparently the one when the in the blue, which is the one we like, is the one that Kamala approved and she didn't approve the other one. And I thought it was ridiculous that, you know, Anna Wintour didn't immediately apologize. She over here. She tried to explain it. Like, girl, you oh. said. Right. She didn't like, girl, you have no. She got our vice president looking crazy. OK, Mad regular. Dexter Stucky, <laughs> Mina and Garnett don't like the photo. And America doesn't like the photo, but you're not getting no apology because it's a bad photo. Like, no, we needed an apology. You had our vice president out here looking crazy. You needed to say we missed the mark on this. I apologize. <laughs> we will not print this version. We will retract all of the printing of this particular cover. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> um, joining us right now, the very beautiful our guest right on time is a Carmina the publicist. Hello, Carmina. What's going on, Carmina? Of course, my dog starts to bark when I come on here. They weren't barking at all before. They want their 15 minutes. Right. Listen, dogs be disrespectful. I know. I'm like, everybody was cool. (laughs) So... Uh, Carmina is a personal friend of mine. Um, I just think her story is incredible. Carmina is literally one of those people when Jay-Z says I could sell water to a well, that is Carmina. <laughs> like during this pandemic, we talk about the pivot. You know, Carmina has been one of those people that has pivoted and have prospered in this pandemic. And people like that, you just need to applaud seriously because those kind of people that you can put them in any kind of situation. Those are God's people. God will take care of those people. Yes, because we yes. think prayerful and we think fast on our feet. Yes. Yes. So Carmina during this pandemic has put out a book, Publicity on a Budget. This is her first book. Congratulations. You're an author now. You know, you make sure you call me author Carmina. Yes. <laughs> I should have said author and publicist Carmina. Yeah. <laughs> so Carmina, you know, um, why did you feel like during this pandemic, it was important for you to put out a book where you're literally helping people raise awareness about whatever brand or, or, um, you know, business they're trying to market. Um, like I said, like you um, stated just now during the p- pandemic, 
you know, people are struggling, businesses are failing, and God was good to me, and I was able to pivot, scale up my business, and, you know, some of the smaller businesses, they hear about my services, hear about my business, but yet they could not afford what, you know, my services, so what I did was I wrote a $20 book, which gives you the how to do your own PR on your own. So Girl, that, and it's important because they people be scamming out here. Yeah. <laughs> I got scammed the other day. Not, it's a little embarrassing and funny how I got scammed for some money. It, was, it wasn't that much. It was $150 that I'll tell you offline. It's a funny story. So, yeah. That is a good that is a good point, though, as far as the scams, because I see that happen a lot. Like I do. I know people personally who have gotten scammed out of like low amounts and even bigger amounts. Yeah. And I think uh-huh. that everyone wants to grow their business. And I think aside from because I definitely think people should grab your book, which is Thank called Ability on a Budget. I think people should definitely grab it. I'm going to as soon as this is over. I promise I'm going to get it. But like, How do people back? I will. How do people um, avoid scams and like falling into that kind of stuff? Because I feel like it's so much easier to like fall into it than to know like, oh, this doesn't seem right. I think when not to get scamming PR and people like leading you the wrong way is to, again, Google is your friend. In my book, I I always say, make sure certain things are Googleable, you know, research on the person. See if they've done articles or write-ups for clients and, you know, how they can, you know, because I hear all the time when people come to me like, yeah, this lady just called me the other night. She said, I gave a publicist $2,500 a month and she didn't do anything but write a press release. She was like, I own a, um, a, a publishing company. I could have done my own press release. And yeah. she said she didn't get me anything at all. So you just have to make sure that person has like succeeded yeah. in yeah. actually getting people write-ups, you know, and any type of exposure. Okay. Now, uh, I wanted to ask this question uh, because, well, first of all, congratulations on being an author and publishing a book. Uh, and these are physical copies as well? Um, no, it's an ebook. I do have physical um, copies, okay. you know, to PR me for people like, you know, yourself. You can, you know, I can, if you buy the book, I can definitely yeah. give you a physical copy. I'll show you one. <laughs> Let's Learn see. I have it available right there, too. Hang on for the author. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I can give you guys. That's yeah. nice. Thank you. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, uh, what was I about to ask for? I saw that beautiful cover. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, I know there there are a lot of people, you know, within the, that's trying to get into the entertainment industry and stuff like that, that just really don't know what, you know, a, a publicist does at all or how it can actually help them. So for like an artist, for example, uh, can you explain like how an artist would be able to use a publicist? Like the other day, um, I did a consultation with an artist and um, I always tell people when it comes to um, doing PR for an artist, to break an artist, it's a whole nother beast. Mina knows she joined me in a journey with another artist, you know, 
you have to have lots and lots and lots of music mm-hmm. and for to break up artists if you are serious the lowest amount of money you need we're being frank you know this is my girl's show so i could be frank here if you want to break the artist the lowest amount you can start with is eighty thousand, right and then it goes to 250,000, then 2 million, everybody will know who you are, right? Okay. So I, I, someone listening to this will say, wow, why 80,000? Okay, 80,000, what 80,000 does is you, um, you have your whole media run, you will have you know, your publicist reaching out to radio stations, pitching, making sure your music, they hear the um, um, the program directors and et cetera, that they hear you. You wanna make sure that you get the artists on the um, streaming and the, um, the, 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 um, the playlist, yeah. you know, everybody knows about the academics and all the other, you know, playlists, the Apple playlists. And, you know, you wanna make sure you get on these playlists, right? So someone would say, why do I need to pay 80,000? Okay, if you pay 25,000, 15,000, that will get you started, but that's not necessarily going to be enough. First of all, your national or international um, PR blast, that's where you go to all the news wires. That alone is $2,000. Then you have to picture so it's a lot you know i don't want to scare anyone or whatever you know you can do again that's why you have publicity on a budget you can do a lot of things on your own right you know you can go reach out to all these people on your own right you can go you know you can stay online and do the um try to get your songs on the rap caviars and apple music it's gonna take a while don't be you know in philly we have this thing where we'll be like i ain't trying to be joe you have to be joe <laughs> you know, you have to put your ego to the side. You could do it yourself, but it's just uh, harder, longer, but I'm not saying it's impossible. It can be done. You know, you just have to be consistent. But in order for us, for if somebody comes with me today and say, I have money, what would it take? I would tell you the lowest budget would be 80 grand. Right. And this is someone who has nothing, right? You're building from the ground up. Let's let's be be clear there because you know, it's it's when you're doing this for fun, it's like, "Oh, okay, well, we'll just put it to SoundCloud." But when you're releasing a project and you want to be really serious, it's not just SoundCloud. You got to release it to all the digital streaming platforms, you know? Not only just that, but then you got to do radio too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and, and you, you gotta, gotta pay the bad bitches to be getting dressed to your shit, like online. right, you right. Have, you know what I mean? We have to do your targeted ads, right? On your page. It's a lot we have to do. Like you gotta do, you know, um, holla at like a Bernice. It, it's the it's the little things, like yes. I, um, you know, talk to the Bernices, like, hey, how much would it cost if we do this? You and your girls, you know, you have to come up with creative things to do, and it's going to cost you money, so right? Grand, it's not like oh, it's going into Carmina's pocket. No, it's going to your marketing, and it's going to making sure your project gets heard, and that's a like DC. DD um, level on the 80 grand. You know what I mean? It can do a lot, you know, but it's still not what you need, you know? 250, we're getting warmed up. $2 million, 
everybody will know you. That's why you see people doing the TikToks on you. Like, you you know, you're all over the place, you know? Yeah. My, my, one of my best friends is actually a publicist as well. So I, I, everything you're saying, like, I've heard a lot of this stuff before she, but she does it for sports. Okay. And, I do sports as well. Well, I was going to ask you, like, what, like, so hers is only limited to sports. Like she works at ESPN. She's their senior publicist there. And like, that's what she does. Only, only them. Right. One thing I've noticed about you is that like, you don't limit, not saying she's limiting herself because she's going to hear this and get mad, but, but like, I feel like you're in a bunch of different things. Like, I know you do like some sports stuff. I know you do music. I know you do like um, public figures. Like, yeah. how did you decide to like go into the different avenues or was it just like a natural thing for you to do? It was a natural thing and you have to as a brown girl. Like you see when your mm. friend who is at ESPN, she is under a corporation. So she's <laughs> hired for that. So she can't go in and all of a sudden say, yeah, I'm going to bring in Michael B. Jordan today. Right, right. You know what I mean? Not that they wouldn't allow her, but that is just her lane, you know, lane, over yeah. there, Ex especially when you're with a corporation. Now, when you own your own or, you know, you're in a boutique environment or, you know, you just, you have these clients that come to you when people see that you can place people and actually get exposure, mm -hmm. then, you know, more people start coming to you. Like I, at one point I had to stop people because I was doing like everyone's weekends, like Michael Vick's three-day weekend and Rocky's right. Rock three-day weekend. And I'm like, look here, that is like <laughs> the hardest thing to get sponsorship exposure for three days and making sure like, you know, flying other athletes in and and getting doing the marketing so I used to I used to be the girl that used to pull off these three-day weekends and then after a while I'm like Carmina can you talk about that because you've successfully really branched out into different genres of PR as a woman of color you know what have you experienced in that space um, I, we, I was on another, you know, podcast and I, um, me and the gentleman, we were speaking about this. He's a publicist as well. He's white. He's an ally. And we said the only segregated, um, um, businesses right now in America organizations is PR in the church. Think about it. You know, if I'm like, what? Think about it. The church is a very segregated and in PR we are. Like if you, again, if you're a brown girl, you work with a um, organization, it's just very, you know, like you stated with your friend, it's down the aisle, you know, you're here for this and that's that. And it's very hard to kind of shine in those organization and, you know, put forth your creative ideas. You only have but so much room. So I think most times um, brown people, we are for a force to like kind of start our own thing and kind of, you know, create our, blaze our own trails and create our own lane. So I would say, yes, PR is very, very tough for brown people and extremely segregated. Another thing I know is really big in just entertainment in general and definitely in PR that I think maybe has, has taken a hit because of COVID is networking. Like obviously networking is very important for, to you and to your business, but since you're, at home during COVID, like how have you been able to do that? I've networked way more than before COVID. Like, I'm on freaking Clubhouse. 
so much easier. I'm, a, I'm on Clubhouse. I have these conversations, like 50 people sign me. Um, home, follow me. From yeah, from home when I go and I speak on these stages because I'm very frank. You know, I think I'm a little funny. I got a little comedic vibe. <laughs> All those left, I could probably not. Let me stop. <laughs> and people follow me. And I think that I, it wasn't like that in real life, you know, because it's you're busy. You don't get to go out or meet people. And here, after I hang up, I'll go scroll around on Clubhouse and see certain things, raise my hand up on their little rooms and put my little two cents in and people follow me and they DM me. This week alone, I'm doing like three proposals. I have to watch this. I'm going to follow you on there because like, I'm I'm so fascinated by we just talked about Clubhouse last week and yep. we talked about like there's a good bad side. And I love that you came in and just talked right about like the positives that you're getting out of Clubhouse because that's that's the point I was making last week. And I'm like, it's what you make it and you definitely are using it right. It's a lot of craziness on there and it's very addictive. So you have to be very, very careful. I would say that because last night I was in a room till 4.30 in the morning. Damn, five hours. 4.30 in the morning, twice in a row, right? The day before as well, I was in a room till four o'clock in the morning. So I went to sleep. I got up at like 10 this morning because I couldn't get up, right, from Clubhouse. So I get up at 10 in the morning. Guess what I did? As I'm brushing my teeth and all of that, I go on Clubhouse. Can you believe those people were still in that room? They did an all-nighter and they were still going on? Yeah, Can you tell your homegirl, Mina, that she needs to get an iPhone so she can get on Clubhouse still? Mina's an iPhone hater. <laughs> See, she knows. She can't be hating on Apple. All she has is Listen. an iPhone charger in her car. Right. <laughs> That's it. At least I'm considerate of my guests. I'm not going to let y'all phone die, even though I'm not a fan. <laughs> Consider it, but trust me, we have tried. She's not, I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of hating on them a little bit, though. But I don't know how long... I, I don't know. I think this oil, this candle is burning on both ends, though, guys, with Clubhouse, because I feel like it's going to be a whole a whole new lane of anxiety and new shit that's going to come up. And psychosis is real. If you don't have sleep and you, we are up uh, on this thing all hours of the night, we're going to start going nuts. You know, that's so you got to be very careful. Yes. When, I'm when the country opens back up, we don't need Clubhouse anymore. Like, so like people are on there now, but like eventually, even this week in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, where, where a lot of us are based, like it's opening back up this week. Like there are like restaurants are letting, letting you do things. Theaters are open. When we have this stuff, I don't think we're thinking about stuff like Clubhouse. Like, so I totally agree with what you're saying. No. I don't know. I think they are because people are getting like, you know, on Instagram, we see these girls, they're beautiful. We see these people, they're great. We see pictures, videos, and that's it. On Clubhouse, you're actually getting to see their personality. Like, yeah. you know, you listen to somebody talk, you're like, he's dumb as fuck. Right. <laughs> or he puts, he puts an S at the end of New Year's. <laughs> What's happening here? 
So I think that part, like, you know, the people that maybe not shine on Instagram are getting mm-hmm. shine on right now on Clubhouse. So that it's like a party line. Right. But this time, you know, it's like on an app. They just really redid the party line. So I don't know. I think it may be here to stay. I know I've seen a lot of rooms that hate it or think, you know, it's crazy. It's a lot of scammers on there. You know, it is. It's a lot of cat kings and queens going on there. So you just have to be careful because people are really, you know, not because someone can articulate themselves. That means they're a guru in something. Just be very careful in these clubhouse streets. Carmina, as a businesswoman, you know, there's a lot of things going on socially, like the Bus It Challenge. What are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on like as a woman who literally you know you're just trying to get business every day you want to put yourself uh out there in the best possible light do you think for a career woman they should be doing things like the bus it challenge or what are your thoughts on stuff like that yeah, depending on what your business is why not <laughs> I look here. Bust it. Bust it. I'm telling you, these people, like their attention span, this is a microwave culture. Our attention span goes quickly. Remember before when, as a publicist, when something, um, when a scandal happens, right? You're like, oh my God, oh my God. The next day, guess what? Mina's doing something crazy with the bus it chant, uh, you know, challenge or what's the other one? The June bug or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I like that one too. I want to do that. So, but I think those are great way to market your product. It's funny. It's hilarious. Maybe, you know, depending on what type of business I wouldn't want to see my lawyer and I'm getting indicted doing the busted channel, <laughs> you know, it has to fit. You, you know what I'm saying? But if it's a product, you be like, if you see your lawyer and you're indicted doing the busted challenge, you're like, I'm going to jail. it speaks to what you said about the artists and the music too because i i never heard of erica banks before and now like i have a song by erica banks on my like uh my apple music stuff so like it speaks volumes to like what you were talking about before and how like connecting with the right people could get you to the right places because like and they paid a lot for that yeah i'm sure they paid those so so you think so yes. you think all of these TikTok songs, it's not organic and viral? You think this is... Some of, them, some of them are organic. I'm not saying that. Okay. But if I was coming and somebody said that I had to, like, look here, we got, you know, this is the money and we got to, like, fast track this thing. You get what I'm saying? That's what you... What, why wouldn't I, you know? That's how these kids are monetizing. What are they teaching these kids everywhere? Monetize your social media. So if people are pushing this, every you have to see the trends, right? If people are talking about monetizing everything, do we really don't not think these kids are not monetizing by being paid by the, these artists to do that? I'm not saying she did that or anyone else does that, but I would say, you get what I'm saying? That would be the route to go. You have to get some of these people to break your, that's another way to break a record and yeah that uh, even to piggyback off of what you say yeah that actually happens on like a micro influencer level you know on like a local level where you know i i I know of you know certain uh you know clothing brands that will pay different influences just to post or just to you know do a reel on instagram now you know to you know just to get more traction there so i definitely agree on that 
Yeah, and on a, a micro level, if you don't have the dollars to get these bigger influencers, if, you know, I say some, to someone, if you're in like North Carolina or Camden, New Jersey, and you have this business, hey, you have a clothing store, a clothing line, reach out to who's popping in town that everybody kind of knows in town and gather your area. And that person may, you know, not be maybe willing to just accept hey i'll give you free clothes if you just yeah. wear it and tag me you know it will be probably an easier um um transaction with just you know for that barter i give you clothes and etc but the, these influencers you know we're all talking about you can monetize you know mm -hmm. hey they are going to want money so carmina i know that you know where the bodies are buried right so I, I, Carmina knows where the bodies are buried. So I, you don't have to say any names, but I want the most outrageous story from like a really popular celebrity that you've worked with. The most outrageous thing that has ever happened to you working with this high level celebrity. Uh, Flew all the girls out for an event for the celebrity, the the girlfriends, the baby moms, <laughs> and all of that, you know. And um, he had all of them staying in a house, and ended up having sex with one, and the others care. What? And did, was it a problem? Like, no. <laughs> that's a, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, clearly. Well, I wanted to know if, you know, someone ran up, you know, ran down on anyone, you know, like sometimes these yeah. baby moms accept that, you know, whoever they're dealing with or their baby father kind of sleep around, you know, not while I'm in the house. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, what you going to do? He flew y'all out there and put y'all in there. What's the little what's the um city girl um this is when we cue in the flute out song? Right. <laughs> now were you physically there when this happened? Hey, <laughs> that's as much as I can say. <laughs> she told us enough. <laughs> Look, Carmina don't even be telling me names. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, Carmina, tell <laughs> me. She'd be like, nope. <laughs> that's fair. I, I think that's respectable too. Yeah, because it kind of, you know, you just have to keep your name in the game and, you know, yeah. that's how I gain business. And I would say, especially when it comes to like celebrities, it, they are people of habit. Yeah. So they get who they know someone else has used and that person was good. So they were like, oh, I heard so-and-so use that person. So mm -hmm. this will be, you know, great. Yeah. So with the book, Carmina, uh, I know it's digital. It's $20 publicity on a budget. But, you know, there's a thousand publicity books out there. A lot of people are doing it right now. What about your book that you think or what about your book separates you from everyone else who's doing this right now? I use the KLT factor, which I discuss in my book as far as when someone is start uh, wanting to break something, whether it's a, pro a product, an individual, which is the know, like, and trust, right? I'm a publicist and I wrote a book about PR. So what I did was I showed you all the steps with doing it myself. I was on NBC, I'm on your show, 
I'm on some more radio shows this week. I have a write-up coming in Black Enterprise. So these are all the things I write about, right? So it's like, I, I'm, you know, they said, talk that talk, right? So I'm talking that talk. I was in Yahoo News. Um, the Associated Press put stuff out on me. So everything. So you have to know me like me and trust me, right? So I'm letting people get to know me because I'm so used to being behind the scenes. So everything I preach about, right? That's what I showed you. So if you, if someone is watching, you're like, oh, okay, I see that every week. There's something about me today, even after this, we're gonna get you know more material to put out that I was on your show. I was just on a show yesterday and that's on my page, you know? I'm gonna be on a show next week. So it's just gonna be, you know, continues. Uh, someone would say, well, if she can do all that for herself with those contacts, why wouldn't I hire her? Why would you wanna buy anyone else's book besides mine? Hello. I love it. Listen. Flip the hair. That was amazing. And let me just say this. Carmina's my friend, but you know how you guys say I always work? Carmina always works. Like we are kind of kindred souls where Tauruses, where you'll literally get emails from us at three in the morning because that's how invested we are in what we do. You know, um, I've I've recommended Carmina to people that, you know, I thought were difficult people to get PR for. Mm -hmm. And Carmina has got it done, you know, um, I don't know how, but she, I know she, she, she the gap. She, I tell you, <laughs> you know, like, I, I was a writer today, and I'm pitching some some someone, and there, I was introduced to her through um, a friend, and we going on. She was like, "Man, you can just keep it straight for me. I don't see the story here." But I was like, there is a freaking story. She was like, I like you. I'm going to do the story. Like, you know what I mean? You're with the shits and I see it. Like, right. so that's like making people laugh, making people comfortable and just being honest. Like, look, this person's doing great. Like she said, like, you know, it was a really hard client that Mina gave me, but she's my friend and I not. You know, so the pressure was on, you know, how people go, like, oh, that's my friend's people, just whatever. They were, no, no, I had to, I got him on TV. I got him write-ups, you know, and so now she can say, yeah, like, you know, my friend did that, or this is from me. So I wanted to, her to have that, like, you know, that bluff kind of stance with that whole situation. Carmina will find a way. That's what I learned about her. She will yeah. find a way and she gets it done. Yeah. I think what you I call my I call publicists we are legal stalker and I'm a legal stalker. So <laughs> <I will> find <laughs> you. <laughs> I think you what remember? you did was like really powerful too because I don't think we see that a lot. I don't and I don't want to just single out Philadelphia, but I think in society I don't think that we see people say it a lot, but women don't support each other a lot. Men don't either, but like I definitely feel like women don't. And to know that someone is working in their field and they can recommend a friend and the friend actually goes and delivers, I think that's amazing. And then they are talking about it. A lot of times people will help other people out and they would never mention it again. It's just like I, okay, but what you guys just did, I think, was amazing. Well, no, I, I 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Everyone around me is like Carmina. You know, I'm very selective about who's in my pool, even on the podcast. I'm very selective about who comes on the podcast, you know? Um, I know you guys work hard. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's about people just having that same drive as you and that same vision and that same work ethic. You know, the last part is probably the, the most important part. Like, are you willing to work for what you want? So it's like if I if I know that that's who you are, of course, like, I'm, I'm going to throw people to you all the time. You know, I'm going to throw things at you because, you know, you, I know you're going to knock it out the box. And that's that's a reflection on me and my word and who I think are good people, you know, to recommend jobs to. And I, I thought that was actually pretty good, too, as far as like just an example to set for other people is to do right by your friends. Like, just because, you know, that's your friend, don't take advantage of that situation. You actually should probably go a little harder. So you can't, you know, can walk out, you know, with his chest up and, you know, just just feel good about what just happened. So I think that's a big deal because relationships get spoiled that way. Yes, very much so. And you just have to be respectful and you have to be considerate of these relationships. From Mina to Kiafa Vick, to Blair Sandlin, to Victoria Boyle Hebron. These people are my mouthpiece. Like I don't have to market. I don't, when my book came out, they were all sharing. Mike Vick was sharing. They did videos for me. We, um, you know, we're on the beach. Mike is giving a video. He was telling, he was like, you know, he told a bit out of his own because his wife was like shouting me out. And he was like, no, no, no. I want to get in because, you know, sometimes people come on the team because they feel like you're rich. They can't bring money in or more opportunities. And she did that. Like, you know, she will bring things to the table. And he was telling how I had him up in the Poconos getting hit by like, what, what's that call that you guys do? Like when they shoot at you with the paint, what's that? Paintball. 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 So I didn't tell him he was going to like this paintball thing in the Poconos. I just told him it was made something up because he would have been like, what the hell? So he goes up there. <laughs> this paintball tournament thing that they're doing for this game that they reached out to me for. And he was like, I got shot in the head. And I'm <laughs> like, what was the bottom line? He was like, we got paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, please pick up Carmina's book, Publicity on a Budget. The floor is yours, Carmina, whatever you want to say. No, just pick up the book. It's um, it's reasonable and it's great information and it's a very easy read. It's not anything that's confusing and it's not fluff or BS. I know a lot of these books are just fluff. People are just writing, you know, some people, I always say this, God bless them and, you know, their business succeeds. They just touch something or they date someone and it just goes. Then they write these books, but they can't translate how they got what they got. So they just do whatever. What I say here, these are actual steps that we've used for success for successful businesses. So I, you know, if you can't afford a publicist now, start doing it on your own till your business gets the exposure, picks up, and then you come back and get the professional to help you. But I definitely think it's, you know, we, in the book, I discuss um, influencers, micro influencers, targeted ads, lookalikes, um, 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 target demographics. And, um, everything that you need I say I hate saying and um it's everything that a business would need to get the needed exposure so I hope you pick it up all right 
find you like social media wise? I'm sorry? Where can we find you social media wise? Oh, on social media, you can find the author. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carmina Kisses, C-A-R-M-E-N-A Kisses, or 3BG Marketing is my business page. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, boo. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much, Mina. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for you. This girl is a rock. She's always looking out. She's always, I love you so much. And thank you. Just thank you. And nice to meet you guys too. I mm -hmm. wish your, your show nothing but success. So whatever y'all need for me to do, I'm here for y'all. Thank you, boo. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Publicity on a budget by Carmina Ayo Davis. Please pick it up. Google it. Find her on social media and you can find the link right there. Right there, her bio. It is. Yeah, link in her bio right there. Yeah. Write ups. She that has was, it. Uh, pretty detailed, man. Is I, I hope it didn't discourage anybody and you know they know exactly what she meant when she was discussing numbers. Uh, cause everything's going to be hard for artists or whatever. So, you know, uh, just doing, you know, doing, uh, needing a publicist or PR and stuff like that. Things do cost. And, you know, the, the higher you want to go up, you'll find out how much it costs, but I'm glad that she does have her own playbook, you know, for 20 bucks. And I, I didn't get to say this to her, but I think even, you know, being a writer is just so important because people, you know, really take that seriously like more serious than a youtube video more serious than them actually telling you like she can show people and they still wouldn't take it as serious as them reading it for themselves in a book yeah <laughs> so, and uh, people people that. have to also understand that eighty thousand dollars is not like i'm just gonna get you write-ups you know what i'm saying it's right, right, right. her putting together events and bringing people to the event you know album release that's a part of a publicity, you know, uh, uh, strategy. Let's have an album release party. This is how we're going to push your album. These are the people we're going to get to your album release. You know, um, those are all things that people use to market and publicize whatever it is that they're doing. Events. She does a lot of event planning. And um, as you, she told you with the three-day weekend and stuff like that. So it's not just, oh, she's going to get my music out there. It's not what you're paying for when you pay for someone like her. And I want to tell, like, she's at the top of her game. You know, she has A-list clients. And um, that's why, you know, she's talking about what it really costs. Right. You know, um, so a lot of these artists that you're seeing, they pay that and more, you know, they pay for all these things. I mean, outfits, all that is part of publicity. What do you look like? What is your brand? You know, how do you take a picture? I've seen her at photo shoots with artists. People don't think of that as what a like that's what a publicity person does. But no, she's been at photo shoots with artists saying that's not the pose. This is the pose, you know take the picture here, you know, like that's all a part of your image, you know, uh, how someone portrays you. Um, do you think you're going to be in black enterprise if you don't have the right picture to send along with the article and the write up, you know, so all those things are a part of it. So I need people to understand that, you know, so, all right, guys, well, we are on time. Um, I want to thank you all for watching on Facebook. Do we have any comments D? Um, Latoya was in the, the comments a lot. She said she loves the show and that we're doing an amazing job. So thank you. Latoya. Hey, Toya, that's another friend that supports. Support your friends, guys.
So um, you can comment on Facebook and, uh, you know, just listen on wherever you listen at for your podcast, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, podcast app and all that. So anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? No, I'll just have to you. <laughs> right. No. No. All right, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. It's the 160th episode of the Mina's House podcast. I mean to say what? Garnet Briscoe. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.